0: About that, I'm paid it's over. Think I may have broke the scale. Cause the weight is over. But wait, wait, up cause they say I almost I almost lost it. I had to reach back, back and lock it. Yeah. You almost got me. I had to reach back, back and lock it. Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of the Slash Sanitarium. It is Lock and Key episode six. This one is entitled The Black Door. Now, we start things off with Nina in a police station when she tries to call Ellie and leaves a message. Of course, last episode ended with the death of Joe. She asks the police officer how long she has to wait, and he says another five minutes. But, directly behind him, Detective Daniel Matuku arrives, and he asks to speak with her in his office. Nina claims Joe's death was murder, and the detective says most of the doors in this town are open, and everything here points to suicide. Nina plays the voicemail Joe left her. She says that Joe wasn't the one upset she was. She explains that Joe has been helping her. The detective tells her he can't tell her anything about the investigation, and then she tries to steal evidence from Box, and of course the detective stops her, um, and she tells them to talk to Ellie. I was happy with the interaction here because oftentimes detectives and police officers in shows and movies are not treated as how they would really act, and how they would really act is to not give any fucking information whatsoever about an open investigation. And that's exactly what this guy did. Tyler is staring at Randall's track trophies at school when Jackie walks up. She asks if Tyler still wants to hit her pelvic floor later, and he says of course. The Savini squad meet to discuss the movie and Scott talks about some new scene that they that they filmed. He plays a coy about what new scene he and Kinsey shot together. Spoiler alert, it involves a money shot. Doug gets a text to tell him that they lost the Matheson docks because the owner will not let them film their due to him being worried about anyone getting hurt and being liable. So they have to come up with a new spot to film the final scene. At this point, they have filmed one scene, which was a really bad <laughs> dummy getting its head cut off, and apparently have filmed another scene With Kinsey and nobody else there, which, of course, the woman who actually runs the fucking camera is like, uh, how'd you film that scene? Kinsey arrives home and flops on her bed before looking at a picture of Rendell. She pulls out the memories from the last episode, and then she sits down with Duncan and asks if it bothers him that he can't remember his childhood. He, of course, is like, why would it bother me that I can't remember things because I can't remember them. Like, I don't miss them. She pulls out the memories, and Duncan stares intently at one of them, and Kenzie tells him that someone must have taken them out of his head. She does not offer to put them back in his head, of course, which would be the nice thing to do. Duncan says it feels familiar, but just doesn't know anything about it. She puts the memories away, and he says that his head starts to hurt. And she apologizes, saying, sorry, that was a bad idea, to which he looks up and says, what was a bad idea? Because, of course, adults cannot remember any of the magic. Tyler and Jackie are hanging out, and Tyler keeps staring off into space. He says he has a lot in his mind, uh, and he plays it off as, oh, I'm sorry, I was actually imagining uh, trying to see how much of my balls I could fit into you. Uh, They kiss, but then the key around his neck falls out, causing him to freak the fuck out. And then bail. I don't know why he freaked out so much about one of the keys falling out, because it's so easy to play it off as just like, it's a key to my house. I keep it around my neck. That's all. Tyler arrives home, and Kinsey pulls him upstairs. This isn't a Pornhub video. She's not trying to do anything wrong with him. Uh, She just tells him about Duncan not remembering their conversation. Tyler says, yeah, dude, we established this in the first episode. Like... Adults can't remember shit. She shows him a memory that Duncan kept focusing on, which was the kids arriving at the sea cave, and then the memory just kind of ends there. Kinsey asks if Tyler will join her down in the sea caves to find out what happened down there, and he says, No. Then he sort of freaks the fuck out, chucks the keys at her, and says, I'm fucking done with this, I quit. So that's interesting where... A little over halfway through the season, I think there's 10 episodes, and we've already just like had him give up on the whole search, which, eh, you know, he'll be back. We see a memorial for Joe at school as Kinsey arrives late. No question of where she was. Nina sits down next to Ellie and asks her why she is avoiding her. Nina then confronts her about the scar, and Ellie says they did it to themselves. They did it to remember all of their dead friends, because they stuck a... Hot poker into their titties, which is an odd, like, just get a tattoo. Do something other than jabbing hot iron into your body, you know. Ellie says she didn't say anything about it because it was a private, intimate moment. Nina asks where Ellie was the night that Joe died, and then she lies and says that she was at home, which Nina calls out her bullshit and says, no, no, you weren't. And Ellie gets defensive and leaves. First off, completely understandable for Nina to be like, Why haven't you fucking answered your phone or any of my texts? Because if you, as we saw earlier from the text, there's simple things just like, Hey, what's going on? or things like that. Like, all you had to do was just be like, Oh, I'm just sad because he was a good friend of mine. And then you leave it at that. But no, you got to drag it out like this. So then Ellie, again, doesn't. Give it where she was, and she's just like You just you just got here, so you just don't understand. Like, yeah. Not great. She's not really good under pressure on this. Scott shows them the scene they filmed. It's Kinsey getting dragged away by an unseen force. Which of course Gabe knows that they used a little bit of the magical keys to apparently do this. Um I was trying to figure out exactly what which key they would have used? Because they don't really have an invisibility key. So I don't know. I whatever. I, it's just magic. Kinsey says they should go down to the sea caves to film the last, say, last scene. Nobody but Gabe wanted wants to do this until Gabe and Kinsey then talk everybody into it because they're sheep. Bodie hears some whispers, and he winds up finding a key hidden in the sewing machine. I mean, it's a. Good thing that they never bothered to use that, otherwise they would have really fucked their clothes up. The key appears to have a circle with what looks like maybe wings on it. It looks like an Ohio or uh, Oregon Ducks logo. Uh, He finds a large cupboard that the key fits into, and when he opens the door, nothing happens. He says, perhaps this is a Narnia situation, which is a regular thing that I have said in my life. And he closes himself inside. When he comes back out, he says, weird, it looks just like our world. Then Nina arrives telling him that he hasn't gone anywhere. Kinsey arrives to ask if they have any flashlights. And Detective Matuko calls Nina back into his office. We cut, cut over to her there, and he says that they did not find anything to point to murder. This weekend was the anniversary of Joe's wife's death. And so they have to close the case as nothing more than a suicide. The detective says, now that the case is closed, they don't have anything in evidence. not know if that's the way it works, but sure. Case is closed, that just means that they release his stuff to I anyone. Mean, and since he doesn't have a family, he's just like, go ahead and take all those photos that I guess he was going to show you. You know, we won't talk to Ellie, who's been friends with him for 30 years, but we well, will just give them to you. It's fine. Bodhi walks up to Duncan, who is dealing with a migraine on the couch. I wonder why. Bodhi goes to the graveyard to explore, because Duncan wouldn't go with him. And he runs into the wellhouse woman. She gives him one last chance to give her the keys, but he of course refuses. So she threatens him and his family, and then she fucks off. We then cut To the prison where we see that Sam Lesser actually has yet to escape. So I don't know why that scene made it seem like she left with him. Like she took him out of prison with the Anywhere Key. But yeah, that would explain, of course, why we hadn't heard about him escaping. Because he hadn't done it yet. Uh, What he does have, though, is he has the Phoenix Key, I think is what it's called. The key that uh, Mark used to blow himself up he uses the key to cut the lock on his cell and then proceeds to drag it across the walls to light the walls on fire and then a guard runs up and sam incinerates him and then makes his way out of the prison so now he has escaped so i'm hoping that somebody alerts you know the family he tried to murder real quickly Tyler sees a post about someone throwing a rager to honor Joe. I'm sure he would have appreciated that. And says, I'll be there. Even though that is the same time that the 5k run is supposed to be going on. Nina goes through all the photos that Joe had and Duncan arrives to help her look. Even though they don't know what they're actually looking for. She then badly explains how her conversation with Ellie went. Spoiler alert, not good. Nina says something feels off. And Duncan just kind of dismisses her and says, you just need a good night's sleep. The Sabini squad arrive at the sea caves. And thankfully, the sea caves not only have stairs, but also a very nice handrail installed that has in no way been impacted by the water that constantly flows in and out of there. Kinsey hears whispers, it's probably not the best time to find a new key. And Kinsey says they should go further in. Gabe, ever the simp, agrees with her. They all head further into the caves. Kinsey finds an opening with a light shining from above. As the rest of the gang arrive, they find that this is actually the perfect spot to film the last scene and they start getting set up as Kinsey just sort of fucks off deeper into the caves. She winds up finding the blue light that they saw in the memory and it is a big door. The door is sort of shaped like the top of a keyhole. It's a big circle with like a little square underneath it. Um, And it has the Omega symbol on the handle, which of course is the same symbol that Sam Lesser has tattooed on him. Zadie notices that the tide is coming in, and Scott offers to go after Kinsey, but Gabe tells him to get everyone out, and he will go after Kinsey. Gabe then finds Kinsey trying to open the Omega door. Almost like going into a cave where a bunch of kids drowned was a bad idea or something. Scott, Sadie, and Doug all dive underwater to get to another section. And Gabe pulls Kinsey away from the Omega door. And then we get some harrowing underwater cave swimming. And of course, everyone makes it out alive. Scott and Doug both yell at Kinsey. Understandably so. Kinsey complains... Uh, Sorry, Scott complains about how they just lost a bunch of equipment and how much money it cost them to get said equipment. And Kinsey says she'll replace it all. Scott correctly asks, with what fucking money, dude? And And then he asks if she ever really cared about the movie. So Kinsey yells at him. She has so much more to worry about than some stupid little movie. This, of course, breaks Scott's fucking heart because, yeah, that's a shitty thing to say to him. Uh, And he says, I never should have trusted you, and walks away. Everyone except for Gabe and Kinsey have left, and they are in the basement drying off, and they talk about the door. Gabe asks if she has a key that opens it. You cannot be this dumb to not realize that something is very fucking off about this dude. Like, that's his first question. Not, hey, isn't it weird that there's a fucking door down there? It's, you don't happen to have the key to that, do you? Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll see what, go where that goes. Gabe says he's glad they risked their lives going to the caves, and Gabe simps it up, saying he likes that Kinsey is this version of Kinsey. And then Kinsey kisses him because fuck Scott, apparently. Oh, man. It's a shame that so often female characters in movies and television are so very quick to cheat on their boyfriends, uh, which Scott clearly was, as they have kissed on numerous occasions and have spent a lot of time with each other. Uh, it's just it's another long fucking line of it. And it's kind of shitty, too, because you can't even really blame it on the parents, because the parents were really fucking good with each other. And so you can't kind of turn around and be like, oh, well, you know, the the mom was that way too, whatever that, that," which is what a lot of shows tend to do as well. Um, But it's just, it's so shitty that she just has this big fucking argument, and then she's just like, I'm just, I'm gonna fucking kiss this guy now. Like, come on. Tyler gets a text from Jackie asking where he is, speaking of bad relationships. Tyler sees Logan, who asks him why he's there instead of at the 5K. He's like, well, you're not there. And uh, Logan, of course, is like, well, yeah, I'm not being relied upon to, like, help out with the thing. Tyler goes to Jackie to keep drinking. And the wellhouse lady arrives at the party and walks up to Tyler. Now, my first reaction was, shouldn't he recognize her? Like, he has seen her, but then again, the last time he saw her, she was in the middle of a ring of fire. So, I, yeah, I, I guess. It's still a little bit like, alright, you this like beautiful woman comes in that you've never seen before to a high school party, and you're not questioning of, like, that's kind of weird. And then, he proceeds to give her his drink, and apparently is just fine and starts flirting with her. So, both of them. Tyler and Kinsey are just like, whatever, relationships don't matter. Jackie arrives super pissed, and uh, Javi winds up letting Tyler know, Hey, by the way, that chick that you've been dating is here. She probably doesn't want to see you flirting with another chick. So the well House lady says she's sorry they didn't get to spend more time together, and she fucks off. Jackie confronts Tyler, and he says he's doing her a favor, because she can never understand what he's going through and he deserves better she then takes a couple of shots and says i'm having a great time why don't you leave and tyler fucks off on his way home though tyler decides he's going to stop at the quick stop and the Wellhouse lady is outside she has a bottle of booze and asks tyler to join her i don't know what tyler was getting at this place because he has already been stopped once trying to illegally steal alcohol So I'm assuming it wasn't to buy alcohol. Bodhi walks up to Kinsey and asks her if she's okay. He tells her the wellhouse lady came back, and Kinsey comforts Bodhi. Bodhi says he's not going to leave her side, so she says, Well, then I guess you're going to have to help me carry boxes up from the basement. Wellhouse lady and Tyler share some drinks, and they discuss Tyler taking a night off from self-loathing. She asks Tyler if he wants to get in, and he thinks she's going to take him for a drive, but instead she's offering to let him into her vagina. She calls herself Judge as Tyler gets into her truck. Duncan leaves Keyhouse, and we see that Sam Lesser has arrived as we go to Black. So we have, let me see here, the third different name for the wellhouse lady at this point, uh, this time Judge. Which is, if you're, if you're choosing your own name, <laughs> you know, probably better ones out there. But sure, you could be judged now. So we got a name for her, and of course we have another cliffhanger in Sam Lesser arriving at Keyhouse. So, the next episode, episode 7, is going to be a hell of a one. And I, for one, am excited for it and looking forward to it. This episode was good. Uh, we got this was the first one where even though we found a key, which we have found a key every episode, this was the first one where we didn't have a new power for a key. Cause, and we saw him open the armoire, but it didn't do anything, or at least not that we know of. So, but we, and then again, we do have a, you know, a key that opens up a music box that you then can, you know, tell people what to do. So there is a possibility that it's just a, apparatus, and there is something else he can do. But, hopefully we'll see. Um, I kind of figured that by the end of the show we'd have probably a good 12 to 15 keys, just by the rate that they were collecting them. We have now a door without a key, so we know eventually the Omega key will be a thing. Um, i It's a little bit of... <laughs> of prior knowledge with calling it that, but it, it's got an Omega symbol on it, so it's not a big stretch to think of it as that door. It's weird that the episode's called The Black Door because it was a door surrounded by blue light, but I guess it kind of fits. So, but there you go. That's another episode down of Netflix Lock and Key, and I will be back again with the next episode soon. So with that, bye-bye.